Welcome to episode 259 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and my guest this week is Chuck Joyner back on the show. How are you doing, Chuck? I'm doing good, David. It's good to be here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having oh, me. Always pleasure having you here. Always pleasure also to have Ben Rathick on the show. How are you doing, Ben? I am doing great, Dave. Good. Glad you're here. And we're going to have some good things to talk about as well as Jeff Gamet's here. We appreciate you being here. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing all right. I'm happy to be hanging out with all of you instead of uh, just being curmudgeonly and, and grumpy as I pack. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we, <laughs> we, we know you're you're going through some pains of packing and moving, so... We're, we got we get we got our sympathies to you. <laughs> so, oh, thank you. Um, hey, hey, D- David and Jeff, let's see if we can bring out the curmudgeon and, or David and <laughs> bring out the curmudgeon and, ben, and Jeff. It, it, it might not be. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it might be a Jeff. We will turn you to the dark side. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me. When I'm angry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we got some good, some, some new stories this week. A few things come, come out. Uh, beta is going to be very active, obviously since uh, WWDC last week, uh, got a couple uh, segments that we can carry over for this week. Uh, couldn't, co- couldn't cover everything in an hour. So we're going to talk about the audio at home and, uh, touch a little bit on the watch OS and, uh, who knows where everything goes here, but they'll, they're going to start right off with the news this week. Um, first story, uh, Apple Card monthly installments terms for Apple Watch is going to be changing from 24 months to 12 months, starting August 15th. Uh, Apple's uh, install installment payments for the term for new Apple Watch purchases is going to change, uh, according to the little fine print on Apple's website. Uh, this means that payments will be higher, but the Apple Watch will be paid off faster. Um, I never understood why Apple did this in the first place, honestly, because you're buying a four or five hundred dollar Apple Watch. And you're dividing it over by 24 months. Yeah, that's great and all. But then, you know, I've done it numerous times since I bought the Apple Watch. But I, I want it paid off already, you know. And and, and then the meanwhile, it's like, well, it's a $24 a month payment. Okay, I think any, I don't think anybody's going to be too overly uh, unhappy about this, don't you think, Chuck? Uh, you know, David, I don't think it's hard to understand where this is coming from. Uh, I mean, for in the first place. Not very long ago, money didn't have much of a of a, a value. Now we're seeing a lot higher returns on things. Yeah. Apple wants to get that money in there faster. Sure. Uh, so you know now, and and you know somewhere there's an accountant or uh, an army of accountants that have figured out, and and probably marketing and statistic, statisticians figuring out. Okay, if we take it from twenty four down to twelve, it increases the the price uh, per month. And so that's going to, you know, alienate X number of potential Apple Watch buyers. And the numbers came out that, you know, Apple ends up winning. So, and and I'm, you know, I'm assuming this is some kind of significant amount. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just a matter of they don't want the bookkeeping or the headache um, or their financial partners aren't interested in it. But that was my take when I saw this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that. Uh, definitely. I think it's definitely a bottom line. Uh, what do you guys think? What do you think, Ben? Well, to be perfectly honest, the this, I mean, it's a pretty prudent move. Uh, most of the watches that are going to be bought on the Apple Card monthly installments are the non-cellular models. Right. If you have a cellular model, you still have carrier fin- financing, 
And if you have a, uh, if you want the ultra, well, we're going to talk more about that in a couple stories. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you think, Jeff? It, it's just, I, like I said, I think I'm fine with this. Uh, that doesn't bug me. Uh, you know, for me, I, I'm going to pay up front for the watch anyhow. Yeah. Um, that said, I can see situations where people have a a legit use for this. Apple's in a weird place now. They make, um, uh, just in the general sense, disposable income products. Now, granted, we use a lot of their stuff to run our businesses, and and um, but when you look at a product like the Apple Watch, disposable income product, but it also has valid health use cases for many people. If you're one of those people where a product like the Apple Watch has uh, has a legit uh, health use case for you, but you don't have a lot of money and financing the watch over two years allows you to get this this device that uh, that can have a significant positive impact on your uh, your overall life. It would be unfortunate to lose that. Now that said, I'm also betting that uh, when Apple ran the numbers, um, they also had all the information about how many people actually do a 24 month payment program on an Apple Watch. Of those people, how many pe- how many actually go to the end of 24 months and how many pay it off early? And I mean, they have all the numbers. So if they did this, it makes sense for them to do it, even if there's a, uh, a certain percentage of their customer base that will now be unhappy. On a side note, because I haven't actually looked, can you do 24-month leasing on AirPods? Nope. I don't think so. Okay. I I think it would be kind of weird if uh, if a lower price product you could do those terms on, but not on a higher price product. Yeah. So okay, cool. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Apple is going to be changing the way you can uh, buy an iPhone uh, through financing. Uh, they're discontinuing the Apple Card financing for for iPhones if you buy it without a carrier connection. So. Apple is making a major change uh, to the Apple Card monthly installment purchase option for iPhone in August, uh, where it's no longer going to allow customers to purchase a SIM-free iPhone model using the Apple Card financing. Instead, carrier connection with AT&T, T-Mobile, or Verizon will be required. Um, so this is uh, this is interesting. There's a little bit of fine print that they found here and saying that Apple is making that change. So this could this be just the same of what they're doing with the, with the Apple Watch financing? very possible. Um, but you know, there are people who want to go with other carriers like Mint Mobile or Google Fi or any, you know, mm-hmm. you know MV, MVNO carriers. I mean, so this is kind of not, not a little very fair, in my opinion. What do you think, Jeff? This one, um, instead of being, uh, you know, I can see good and bad. This is straight up bad. Mm-hmm. The, this is bad business for customers. The number of people that, uh, that are say Mint Mobile users, that would like to be able to do the the same payment program as someone that's using AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile. Why should they not be able to do that? Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Chuck? 
I think it speaks to the success of Mint Mobile. I think that there's some people out there that uh, at the major carriers who are feeling quite threatened that maybe people are you know going another direction or at, at least are recognizing finally that they have some options. And to hark back to Jeff's earlier comments, you know, you know, somebody ran the numbers here and said, you know, okay, we're we're going to alienate X number of customers. How many does that really represent? So you know, fair or not, it's still Apple's game to play. This is true. And and the one of the thing that I, you know, this may not be fair either. Okay, because one minute I'm praising Mid Mobile and I'm praising the people who are, you know, buying the the sinless phones. But if you have a, you know, if you have a carrier, oh that was a cat. <laughs> um if you have, it's like what what just went by? Land uh, shark. And then goes right back yeah. in. Land <laughs> shark. Right on cue. Right on cue. <laughs> um you know, you have to wonder about credit ratings and, <clears throat> pardon me, who's keeping up the payments and all. So, you know, again, there's there's so many little factors that could figure into this. But yeah. mm-hmm. I bet that I bet unlike maybe some of the others, I bet that they just don't view this as significant. No, probably not. What do you, what do you think, Ben? Um, well, since Jeff took most of my my talking points, sorry, um, <laughs> I'll go with another angle. Um, for people who were on the fence about the Apple Card, th- to me, this makes it a little bit less of a deal. If I was to get the Apple Card, it would be to get an iPhone, and I would want carrier flexibility with that iPhone. Without having that carrier flexibility, financing it through Apple has a lot less of a, is a lot less interesting than just financing it through AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile. I mean, granted, uh, there's probably a good reason behind the scenes for this, whether it was uh, the carriers being up in arms, Goldman Sachs having issues with the uh, SIM-free loans or something to that effect, but it just plain sucks. Yeah. I, I, okay, let me, go ahead, Trent. You know, let me throw just something out and then ask, ask the panel a question. Um, the one thing about this is that if you require a phone to have an eSIM, then you know the phone is going to work as soon as it lands in the customer's hands. If you sell it SIMless, you know, A, are you going to incur a whole lot of support calls? And at the end of the day, at the, and this is what, the, what I wanted to ask the panel, I mean, you can still, okay, so you have an AT&T connection, let's say. I mean, at some point you can cancel that and adopt one of the other one of the other carriers just with an eSIM change. In fact, in some ways, isn't this easier than than with physical SIMs? It can be. However, mm-hmm. um, while doing the the switchover between carriers is much easier than it used to oh, be. Oh, absolutely. Why should customers be expected to have to do that if they don't want to uh, to to stick or even have one of the three big players? 
Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. It, yeah. If if that's the case, then I'll fall back on the support question. You know, because it's that makes it a seamless Apple experience instead of you getting that that new shiny phone on on day one right. and you have to try to figure out how to implement your new eSIM. And that means calling somebody that's not Apple. Apple is now out of control of the user experience. And we know how much Apple does not like to be out of control with the user experience. Right. Cause they're, they're partnered up with the, you know, with the, the, the big three, obviously. Um, and it make it is a seamless. I mean, I've done it many times before. It's, it's a, when I've bought the iPhone right directly from Apple, it's, it's, you know, especially when you go into the store, uh, they, they, they know how to do it. They've got, they're trained and know how to do it, but then you're dealing with other carriers like Minbubble or others. Um, that's going to be, uh, yeah, more of a challenge for them. And they don't want the, that extra overhead of extra time that staff is having to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So I'm having a hard time with that argument. Okay. Um, if you're dealing with a company like like Mint Mobile, the process for setup is really no different than it is for the big three carriers. Yeah. If you're dealing with singular, same thing. So um I I don't know. I, I and then as far as well, this cuts down on on customer support issues, maybe, but I kind of doubt it. Um, if there's going to be a problem setting up your phone, it's just going to be a problem. Right. And, uh, the, for example, I know what I'm doing every time I've gotten a new iPhone when, uh, uh, up until I switched it over to mint mobile, every time I got a new iPhone, the process of, uh, of switching over, unless I paid, uh, for an unlocked phone was stupid. And something always went wrong, and AT&T always had to get involved and manually activate the SIM because they couldn't figure out what happened. And uh, and that's outside Apple's hands. For me, I totally get that's not an Apple thing. But um, But for the average person, if they're in the Apple store and it's not working, they're pissed off at Apple. So... If you, my feeling is, if if as Apple you want to remove yourself from having to deal with so much uh, customer support, sell only unlocked phones, and uh, and then you sell someone a phone, and then say, and uh, here's the web page that shows you how to uh, how to set it up with your carrier, or the AT and T or Verizon stores two doors down, yeah, or whatever. No, I agree. Well, Jeff, the only thing there, um, now I've got to think, because it's one thing to have a SIM. It's another thing to have a locked phone. Are the are the eSIMs, I mean, are they, is that a locked phone? No, um, because it depends. I mean, it in depends the past. On the carrier. Like, yeah, if, in if the, you sign up for AT&T. Right. And they set you up with an eSIM, it's still a locked phone. It's still a locked yeah. phone. And and there's a, there's a certain amount of time period or... I forget you have, to, how I, you have to pay off the phone. Yeah. yeah. Right. So so I can't unlock that phone until I'm ready to send it back to Apple since I'm part of the program. Or pay it off early. Right. Yeah. I mean, and the, the same thing applies with the Apple upgrade program, which I've been in since day one. Um uh 
you know, I have to have, I have to declare a carrier. I mean, I can't just say I want it unlocked and then right. put it on the program. They, they want me to, you know, declare my carrier. I mean, well, I've been, been to T-Mobile for years. Can you declare mint or singular? I would think so. Okay. I would think so. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't tried it, but I also got to remember mints also being, you know, is merging with the T-Mobile at some point too. So. Right. And AT&T on singular, right? No, singular has gone. That, that was the, they bought that a long time ago. Oh, that's yeah. that's who they were. That's who they were, right? Yeah. What's the like uh, cricket or um, one of those other ones? Cricket. Yeah. Cricket. cricket. That's thank you, cricket. I think that's one AT and T owns. Yeah. So, um, and I forgot which one Ver- Verizon owns. Uh, they own Trekphone, Total, and about six yeah, others. Like others. Okay. So. All right. Let's let's go ahead and move on to a different yeah. topic here. Okay. Um. The uh, next story I want to talk about is Best Buy. Best Buy is expanding their Upgrade Plus program to uh, iPad Pro and the Apple Watch Ultra. Uh, they announced uh, this week that they're expanding their program to include both those devices. Uh, they launched their program in October of last year, a partnership with Apple, that uh, a program that uh, provides monthly financing via Citizens Bank for the select pro- Apple products uh, in the U.S. with Best Buy. And... APRs range from zero to 29.99% based on your credit worthiness, towards the program's fine print. Also includes, you know, like the app, the MacBook Air, MacBook Pro, iMac, Mac Studio. So they got a pretty good uh, open catalog here. And this is great to see it uh, now on the iPad and the Apple Watch Ultra. Um, got the option to be able to get the Apple Care Plus plan on it. So, and they say it's 36 months. Um, and then after the 37th month, you can either keep, the device or you can return it and then leave the program. So I think it's a pretty good, pretty big programmer for somebody who likes to do you know, upgrading a lot more often, but it may, might be, have some restrictions. Well, what do you think, Jeff? I'm surprised they, they didn't launch the program with, uh, with the iPad pro. I was too. Um, yeah, they, they launched before Apple watch ultra was a thing. So adding it in later on totally makes sense, but, yeah, I mean, if they're going to do it, why why not have the the iPad Pro in there to begin with? Yeah, what do you think? What do you think about? Um, I'm actually surprised they don't have the Air in there. They do. Actually, said MacBook Air. Oh, not not the MacBook Air, but the iPad Air. Oh, iPad Air, right? Because maybe because of its cost, it's lower, lower priced. Well, I mean, they have they have Macs in there that are cheaper. No, that's true. But Mac Mini. Right. Yeah, I mean, Mac Mini. Th- this seems like a decent program to me. It seems a lot like Apple's uh, iPhone upgrades uh, program, uh, but it's more flexible and available in more places. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually halfway interested to upgrade to the next version of the uh, uh, the Apple Watch Ultra through this. Yeah, that might not be a bad deal. Um, because uh, all depend, yeah. Because it is, you know, it's eight hundred dollars for the ultra. It's 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 a little steep. But any thoughts, Chuck? Uh, just that if you are paying twenty nine point nine, yeah, that I have a problem with. Yes, don't yeah. do it. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. I have a problem with. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, really. I mean, just I don't often say this, but then do without yeah, because exactly. you are just royally being ripped yeah, off. Thirty percent interest. That, rate. That's insanity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. think 
Yeah, we all have and, decent hey, credit here, so yeah. I think we weren't, aren't going to get that. But I mean, anybody who doesn't, yeah, you know, it doesn't isn't a good idea. Yeah, and I want to withdraw that what I just said, you know, because look, there are people out there that you know. You're right. We, we here, I well, most of us, I think, have pretty good credit, um, and so you know, we probably wouldn't be doing that. But you know, just please pay attention. There's nothing. There's there. I can't think of anything that's worth paying thirty percent APR on. No. I mean, that's that's just crazy. Yeah, that's that's crazy stuff. I I mean. In that case, there are other options, including your carrier for some of this stuff. Well, even most a lot of credit cards, just you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and that's not. I man, I hate to even advocate, you know, going anybody going down that route, yeah. but there you can still even with questionable credit, you can still get a better rate than twenty nine nine. Hope so. Hope it feels it feels like that might be just one of those things that. We're we're trying to push off a certain a certain percentage or certain group of buyers right. that okay if we're going to have to deal with you then we're going to get paid for it yeah 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 and if you get that that twenty nine percent just don't do it look at that other options like Chuck said yep definitely. yeah all right let's uh, move on to, to the topics this week and as we always talk about beta and there's been a lot to talk about with beta with beta uh, because of iOS seventeen but. Uh, before we jump into that, uh, this was an interesting story I found uh, the, this week that uh, Apple was preparing to actually release iOS 16.5.1 for the iPhone following the I- iOS 17 beta. It appears to be it appears to be preparing for this uh, based on some evidence in the software in their and the websites analytics that were logs that were last week. It's unclear when it's going to get released, but it's likely it'll be probably be available uh, this week as we're recording this, or maybe next week. You know, usually dot one versions are the minor updates, typically focusing on bug fixes, stability, and all that fun stuff. Um, maybe they're fixing the USB three uh, camera adapter uh, problem, mm-hmm. you know, which is a very big possibility. We talked about, we assumption. talked last week, so that's probably what it is. Um, uh, what do you think, Jeff? This is uh, definitely something interesting to see that they. I mean, we're we're like across three spectrums here now with the, with beta. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I really think 16.5.1 is uh, fixing the stuff that's broken in 16.5. Yeah. And that's why this is rolling out and they need to do it before 16.6 will be available because they, they have done some things that broke functionality for iPhone owners. Right. So, yeah, and there's probably some other security fix in there that mm, gotta be. that they think's important, but it's not so important. They need to do the the new uh, the new uh, we're pushing the patch out thing to what's that called? I forgot. Security response. Thank oh, yeah, you. Security response, right? Yeah. Um, guys, have any thoughts about that? Um, uh, go ahead, Jeff. Well, only that it's good. I mean, only that, mm-hmm. you know, they're not just completely saying, oh, okay, just just wait till 16.6 or just wait till 17, that, you know, they're actively, and then it looks from outward appearances like they're going through it very methodically, like they always do, um, since none of the bugs, at least the like the camera yeah. uh, cable bug, isn't, a, isn't like an, oh my God, critical no. one, but it's certainly annoying for folks. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're taking the time to do it right. I yeah. just, I mean, you, you know me. I'm not. I'm not big on the whole beta cycle. Right. 
have it being opened up the way they've opened it up um, because I just think it leads to a lot of a lot of issues that we can talk about later but yeah. this this feels this feels good yeah. this feels good um so they've they've and of course then of course today as we record this at the I I was uh, as I got to the show notes before the show kind of started here that they've released 16.6 beta 3 uh, that, that update went out to developers and they'll probably have, it, uh, it's only been two weeks since the second beta came out. Um, and of course you can go out and get that update if you so, so wish, uh, it did lay the groundwork of iMessage contact key verification, which meant Apple device owners need to verify that they're messaging with people that they intend to message to is rather than a malicious entity. Uh, so they added that in there as far as one of the big updates. But like I said, I guess it's a good idea. They went with 16.5.1 just to be safe to, uh, with the, with the, probably the camera adapter and then then have 16.6 ready to go. Then we move on to iOS 17, which is, you would think that's where Apple wants to continue. It's focused mm-hmm. now at this point. Um, what do you guys think? Same I can't plug. keep track of these. I know it's crazy. I, this is like the. I think this is the most yeah. I've seen in probably a, a long time, if it, if ever. So we we yeah. have sixteen point five point or sixteen point five is what we're on. Right. Sixteen point five point one beta. Sixteen point six beta. Wait, is sixteen point five one even a beta? No, it's, it's going to be like a dot one release. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, and and then seventeen beta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need we need a chart. Yeah. I gotta put a chart together for this. Um so right. Well, I would I would think that Apple wants to release this sooner than later. I mean, you got you, you gotta think that uh you know they want to put their focus on 17 now, but who knows? Who knows? Um watch OS 19 9.6 uh, uh third beta was released as well, and the uh, and TVOS uh, 16, uh, that was, uh, the, the same verse 16 at six was released as well. So nothing no, really notable between, uh, both of those releases. So, um, but, uh, we talked a lot about iOS 17 last week, so I won't go spend too much time on it other than with a couple of things that, that were, uh, interesting, uh, that the people that we found this week, um, this was the PSA actually dis- disabling iCloud Drive in iOS 17 no longer turns off third-party app c- uh, cloud kit syncing. Uh, they found this in iOS 17 and macOS uh, Sonoma, but uh, if you do the turn this off, it it no longer impacts third-party apps that uses Apple iCloud databases to sync their data. I guess that's welcome from b- both developers and users. Um, yep. mm-hmm. So uh, this is. Uh, Definitely going to be something interesting to see where this goes. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on that? Good. This shouldn't have been an issue. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, I thought so yeah. too. Um, so, uh, and uh, other thing I'm too super excited about is one password. They teased their native app, native passkey support that's coming with to its app with iOS 17. Um, since uh, Apple announced passkeys last year, many companies have been starting to adopt it and the new standard with passkeys, uh, passkey, as we know, is, uh, the new technology developed by Fido Alliance that's in partnership with companies such as Apple, Google, and Microsoft instead of traditional passwords, users can now sign in with secure authentication methods like facial recognition, biometrics, all that fun stuff. 
Uh, but uh, there's a link here that also uh, talks about uh, what, what one password has done. And the new API is going to let password managers create and use pass keys within other apps, such as Safari. I think this is exciting. I'd like to see where this goes, uh, especially I, I want, I can't wait to get this. Uh, uh, I might even try it, you know, on my, my test uh, iPhone here to, to see how it works when, once one uh, password releases this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at the point where it's like one password. Uh, give me a t- test flight in- invite, please. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, I, I don't think one one password is going to though. They're not going to rush this out. No, I mean, there's absolute. Right. There's no reason to rush this out because there are not that many sites right now that support right. it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, do all your experimentation, do all your testing, and then if you if you're going to release a public beta or something, make sure it's like as solid as you can make it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, again, I think this this is great. Pass keys are a wonderful thing, mm-hmm. but it's it's going to be a while before we can abandon passwords. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree with that statement definitely. Um, one last thing I want to mention on iOS 17. I thought this was another interesting thing is uh, iOS 17 is going to give you 72 hours to undo an iPhone passcode change. If you change your iPhone's passcode and forget it soon after, iOS 17 is going to have a new option available to help you out. Specifically, it will now uh, be possible to reset the iPhone's new passcode with the previous pa- uh, passcode for up to 72 hours after the change is made. If you enter the incorrect passcode, tapping forgot passcode at the, end, the bottom of the screen will lead to another screen. Try a passcode reset option and tapping this option will allow you to enter the previous version's passcode. Uh, not, I don't know if I like this or I don't like this, but I think this is something that's okay. Do you think, do you think it's going to cause uh, people to be able to uh, manipulate this? Just like we've had all the press about the people stealing your identity, your iPhone and your iCloud world. People will always find ways to abuse things. Yeah. Um, yeah. My guess is that Apple added this feature in because they have all the data. So they, yeah. they, I'm guessing know that there's a significant number of people that are in situations where they change their passcode with, you know, like, they they need to change your passcode for whatever reason, and they do, right. but then they realize they don't know what they changed it to. And yeah. well, I can understand a lot of people saying, "How can that possibly be?" The number of times that I have dealt with people that don't use technology as fluently as we do, and do something like that, yep. and then don't understand what is has gone wrong. There's there's a lot of people out there like that. And I'm not saying people are stupid. I'm just saying that there are a lot of people that really don't don't grok everything that's going on here. And if Apple's making this feature, then then that tells me there's enough people that are having this sort of a problem where they needed to do something to uh to help out. Jeff, I, I have I have a friend who I helped set up one password and they forgot their one password. And it, you know, oh. it's like, well, and it's like, well, it's one, it's called one password for a reason. You know, you could have written that password down somewhere secure if you thought you might forget it, but 
no such no such luck. I think this feature though is for one especially for one particular group of customers, and that is the customers who let their their young 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 children play with their iPhone and mm. the kids reset reset the the password to something that don't they need to know the password to reset it? I how many? But I don't. I get I, where I, you're going. Yeah, that, yeah. People unintentionally yeah. changing passcodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's a good thing. And I, David, I, I was thinking about this when I saw the article earlier. So if my phone gets stolen or somebody's looking over my shoulder, knows my passcode, and then runs off and changes it, it doesn't do me any good to change it right, back because you don't have the phone to, to change it back. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I and and, it, and you know why would why would the thief want to change it back? So yeah. unless unless somebody has an answer for that one, I don't think that really affects the security of the phone one way or the other at this time. Yeah. I I have two thoughts on this that are diametric, diametrically opposed. First, um, I used to work in consumer uh, facing tech support in a certain big box store that I think 98% of people can guess what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be perfectly honest, the people number of people who are responsible with their passwords uh far are far dwarfed by those who basically just want someone to do it for them and expect the consumer facing tech support agents to be able to do everything for them if they ever forget so this has, I mean, th- there are some things that are good here, especially if they change their password, can't remember what they change it to, then they, they can at least, we, we can at least in that 72 hour help them get it back. On the other hand, uh, let's say your pa- your iCloud password is compromised and you're one of many people who do not have 2FA on. Well, if you're if if it's compromised in that case, uh, you can change your password, but the compromise the compromising party can just undo it. So, like anything, this is a bit of a two-edged sword. Okay, let's uh, move on and let's talk about uh, uh, audio and home. Uh, th- that was uh, the big topic during the WWDC uh, keynote. Um, in TV- TVOS beta 17 beta 1 was released. Um, and there's was a, a number of great things that were announced. I think notably was FaceTime's coming to the Apple TV and, and, and connectivity camera with your iPhone. Being able to just set up your iPhone uh, right at your TV and be able to have a uh, FaceTime call from your Apple TV. I think that's uh, something that's kind of exciting. And center stage is also going to be available, so it'll perfectly center everybody as they're moving around. Uh, and mm-hmm. being able to con- uh, the controls on the iPhone or iPad will be able to e- easily transfer the FaceTime back uh, to the device if you want to. 
Uh, they're also looking at expanding, I believe, uh, WebEx for Cisco and Zoom are going to launch a tvOS app and be able to have their communication capabilities. I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft Teams does it too. Uh, and um, it's uh, definitely uh, uh, going to be a way of, of folks wanting to be able to have you know, these types of conference calls on your Apple TV. To me, it's making Apple TV a more valuable device, you know, compared to everybody looking at, oh, look, Roku's so much cheaper. And look at, you know, Google TV, that's, a, that's another cheaper device. And the Fire Stick, and okay, well, are they going to be able to do this? I'd be surprised that they could, only because of the processing speed <laughs> that those devices generally have. It's much slower than mm-hmm. what an Apple TV does. Um, uh, what, what do you guys think, Jeff? Is this something that you you would use on your on the Apple TV, you think? Um. If you'd asked me a couple years ago, I would have said no. Mm-hmm. But then we all had to start living like we were isolated on space stations. Right. Um, we basically were. Quadrant. And uh, so now I can very confidently say, yes, this is a feature that I will end up using. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I think it's something really good. What about, what about you, Chuck? Yeah, I mean, I think this this is so Apple at taking advantage of the, the the high quality camera in the iPhone. The fact that they've now made created continuity camera to let you use that those those lenses in a different way, and then hook it to an Apple TV and put it up on the big screen. Yeah. I mean, this this is absolutely brilliant because. I, I know I've not me, but I have friends who have, you know, kids and grandkids and distant places. Mm-hmm. And it's they they like they love doing this stuff, but it's kind of a hassle. And if if you're going to be I mean, let's not forget that little stand that, you know, Apple showed during the uh, right. the, the keynote. If you can just walk over, drop your phone onto that, hit <clears throat> hit a button and up pops, you know, the, the, the other people, the other, the other side on your TV yep. and they can see you through this high quality camera. I mean, it's just, it's spectacular. I can't agree more. I, I you know, the, the first of all, I'm sorry, <clears throat> you used that kind of language on this show, David, you meant you used the T word. Um, I think that'll be interesting <laughs> to see if, if they decide to do anything, allow this. Um, they will. So we'll see. You know they're going to. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, th- this is a good reason for many people to upgrade to an Apple TV 4K if they haven't already. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree with that. Um, so, yeah, th- this is probably the feature that will get me to to make that purchase. No, uh, I'm with you on that one. So. Uh, I I admit that was is the um, is this feature has anybody seen this feature being limited to the Apple TV 4K? I thought it was uh, oh it's going to be on the HD as well. I thought so. The icons on the okay. HD. Yeah. Oh, okay. As long as, okay. long as okay. it can well, run TVOS mind. 17, I would go to. I would manage it. So. I, I was under the impression, f- who knows why, that this was just a 4K thing. I, 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 there we I will, go. This is even better. Yeah. Now I don't have to buy a new Apple TV. I will say this. I haven't had the chance to beta test it on the HD. No. But there's a, but uh, the FaceTime, uh, <laughs> excuse me, the FaceTime application is on it. Yeah. So but we'll see. Okay. I'm scanning through the press release. And yeah, I'm looking too. 
I need to look at the small print for actual compatibility because the press release talks about um, Apple TV 4K. Yeah, it says Apple TV HD. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Good. And there you go. Yeah. Availability. Yeah. So it's free software update for 4K and HD. Um, the uh, control center complete redesign, which I think is looking really nifty. Uh, it's got, uh, it's got all your family. And if you have your family, all your other family members. So at least now you can keep your screen. You way you want it. <laughs> Yay. And, and not mm-hmm. have your, your significant other, your children or whoever mess it all up. So now you can have sp- uh, particular profiles on there with the control center, uh, gives this uh, system status, gives you time and active profile, expands all kinds of user activity, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, the other thing was I found extremely interesting is the fact that the Siri remote, the second gen or later, is now going to have a way of finding it. Okay, we were all doing this, you know, I've got this 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 remote here. I bought the case and I have an air, air tag inside this case of my, uh, not that I don't, I actually don't mind this case. I like it because it's a nice big grippy, but why, why would I want to have to put, pay another $25 to put an air tag in here to find my uh Siri remote one, like, come on, Apple, you had it built in and you, you we knew it and then you didn't use it until now. <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is definitely something I'm, I'm glad they're, they're, they're adding. So, um, so now some other features that were added, uh, including enhanced dialogue, clear to see here and Dolby vision 8.1 expansion of Apple fitness plus with the custom plans, uh, stacks will allow you to uh, select multiple workouts. So people with Apple who are using Apple fitness plus are probably going to even like it even more using Apple TV. Um, but this one, here's the big one is VPN support. Um, being able to actually install your VPN, um, on, on TVOS 17 and, uh, it will allow you to protect, you know, what you're doing on the network and you might be able to watch Netflix from UK. Um, and, and uh, those are the, probably the most of the things people like to do is be able to mm-hmm. watch things that are outside of your country. Um, so, uh, so interesting to keep at that. Another added piece of security. What do you guys think with that? Um, to be perfectly honest, this between both new features and the enhancements to the UI this is by far the biggest update to Apple TV in its history. Yeah, I agree. At least since TVOS has been around. Uh, I agree with that statement. I mean, it's taken, yeah, it's taken a relatively unloved product uh, and makes it a communications device for the whole family. It gives you VPN flexibility. The control center has made it so. I have to spend a hell of a lot less time in settings. Yep. It just, yeah. Uh, but the only thing I could want left on Apple TV is a live channels option. Yeah. But it's, it's great. Nope. Oh, I, I agree with you hundred percent on that. Um, so it's definitely, uh, definitely going to be something to, to see uh, those who have the option to test it, yeah, check it out. But I think most people should uh, resist <laughs> to, to, to until it's come yes. out for prime time here. A um, couple other things. Uh, I, I, go ahead. I, I will say I have 
I'm running it on three televisions right now mm-hmm. or three Apple TVs. Uh, the reason I'm not running on the fourth on certain models of the 4K, I have had a lot of trouble upgrading. Mm. Uh, it will, mm. yeah, it'll go, it'll say it installs the update and just goes back to 16.5. Mm. I was able to get one of my TVs upgraded by resetting it mm-hmm. uh the other one is in a more public facing place so um i'm going to do that one when it decides it's ready yeah yeah dave i think you should do a special show where ben demonstrates apple music sing <laughs> yes oh uh, yeah. T- yeah tell you what if you guys want to help me get the third gen 4K, I'd be happy to do that. Because <laughs> you do need the third, Jeff. Do you want, we could we could pool our money here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yes, I, I'm in because for a third on that. That might be worth. Yeah, because for what I use it, for, it might be worth an yeah, some entertainment. What I use it for, my, <laughs> yeah, my uh, my my second gen 4Ks, uh Except for karaoke, there's absolutely no reason I want to update. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I've paid a lot, a lot more for tickets for shows that were a lot less entertaining than that would be. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sitting here looking at uh, at the prices right now. Yeah, we'll find one. We got to split split it uh, three ways here. I think we could get a, do a GoFundMe and we yeah. could probably buy multiples. Multiples. <laughs> sure. Outfit his whole house. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, so uh, uh, they also changed the S lady. So now um, you don't have to say, hey, hey, S lady anymore. You can just say S lady. Uh, that's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Um, uh, and how, and then it, it now remembers and and remembers you saying it and you actually can ask it something else um so they've they've made the uh, made some uh adjustments there um uh Siri's going to support uh airplay for on the home pod they've added some more support which includes overcast and youtube music and soundcloud and audible to to name a few which is great to see that cuz uh, we know Jeff and his feelings about home pods it's like, it's I, I have a very dysfunctional relationship with my home. You do. Yeah. Most it's, people do. You do. Yeah. Um, um, go ahead. On the, on the dropping hay from Hey Yes Lady. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Um, and I'm glad Apple figured out how to be able to, uh, to track the sound so that, uh, that it will hopefully trigger um, reliably. Adding in the um, the thing where you can tell it to do something and then continue to tell it to do things in succession. Okay, that's great. Um, way to copy a feature that's what four years old on uh, on the Echo, <laughs> but glad it's finally there. What Apple could have done to to make me step back and say, okay, that's really interesting. Is something that I asked them to do uh, years ago, which was let me make compound requests like, hey, S lady, turn on the living room lights, set the heat to 68 
and start playing the the uh, my friends playlist. Why can't I do that? Good question. Good question. A um, couple of features to talk about here is including for the AirPods. Um, oh my God, finally, fast AirPods automatic switching. I mean, that's actually going to work. Um, and and in fact, they there's, I have an article in the show notes. If you really want to be bold, you can actually, it shows you how to install the beta version of this on your AirPods. I, I would tread lightly if you decide to do that, but uh, uh, you'd like to see this. But uh, the adaptive audio, which is going to be really cool. I mean, adapting to your surroundings and being able to listen and, and be able to hear people outside with you. And um, that 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 was a nice little feature they added. Uh, airplay, airplay in hotels, um, being able to airplay your devices. Uh, I'm, I'm, I would be seeing more and more hotels probably adapting, adopting this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, should be something interesting to see when it comes to that. So I think they did some good, 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 good things in the audio and the home, uh, section here. Uh, I think, uh, I just want to see some, some improvements to the home pod, honestly. I mean, I mean, and Jeff's not alone. We are all struggling with the home pod and and it's software. It's just, it's just not, it's not good. It can give, I'm frustrated because the device is really nice. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. Question for you all. Has anybody thought about any security concerns for airplaying to a hotel TV? Mm -mm, I don't think so. Do you guys? Is there anything anybody would be potentially concerned about there? Well, um, I want to learn more, but... From what I've heard, it sounds like what they're doing is uh, is creating a, uh, a temporary discrete uh, network between your device and the Apple TV, or or the excuse me, the AirPlay um, receiving device. So it's not like you're having to hand over personal information to make that work, um, and since since it's like airdrop where it's a network that's that's being created ad hoc when it's done it's done and it's not like anyone's going to be able to sniff in on that network later on Mm -hmm. yeah i guess my concern my thinking on it and and i'm way outside my depth here okay but i'm sending something from my phone up to something that in theory somewhere might be able to record it and so Uh, you know, I mean, and look, I, I think it's a great feature and I will probably use it because, but I would just be very careful that I wasn't doing anything on my phone that was being mirrored to that TV that, you know, could potentially compromise anything. And and maybe I've just be- your t- your laptop, iPhone or iPad in physically into a television in a hotel room. Um. Good question, and, Jeff. And if so, were you concerned about uh, about something intercepting the signal? I probably have plugged my lap my excuse me my laptop into um, HDMI to HDMI, mm-hmm. and I never really thought about it up to this up to this moment. It's yeah. my, my feeling is if you're concerned about it over uh, 
an airplay connection, you should be concerned about it over a physical connection as well. You're not wrong. Yeah, but that you're not wrong. Yeah, it's not something yeah. I'd considered until you brought it up. Yeah, not only that, uh, airplay, it, hotel airplay is probably going to require a certification in the firmware, and I'm pretty sure Apple is going to be uh, saying something like, "You cannot record." Oh yeah. 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 It just, I, it, it just occurred to me when they were talking about this, it's like, uh, you know, and, and Jeff, it sounds like we've both made each other think a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it just is one of those things just God, in today's world. You just, you have to think about that yeah. at some point, yeah. not very likely, probably you would not be surrendering any information and especially because it's not a hardwired connection, yeah. but still. Yeah. yeah, it's always yeah. always be also, cautious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, for the AirPods Pro, this is specifically limited to the the H uh, two model Air Pro uh, AirPods Pro two. Right. If you have Apple's other de- Pro audio devices, uh, the AirPods Pro one, the AirPods Max, the Air uh, the uh, Beats. Fit Pro or the Beats Solo Pro, which have basically the same feature sets as the first generation AirPods Pro, you do not get this feature. Yep, absolutely. All right, with the remaining minutes we have left in the show here, I wanted to just touch a little bit on uh, the uh, Apple Watch with Watch OS 10 that was really uh, that was out in beta. Um, Notably, we definitely can start off with the compatibility. Uh, the any any version prior to uh, uh, Series Four, you're out of luck here. And if you're you're sporting yeah. an old Series Three, uh, you should be looking to upgrade because that that sucker's too slow, and you always have to erase it and reinstall everything every time the new OS came out. Anyway, so um, so Series Four, uh, the first and second gen of the uh, of the SE, and then everything up upon that is is going to give you a uh, full compatibility. I really like what they've done with uh, the uh, uh, the way they changed the way that uh, the display is with where the apps are now f- very full screen. I think that's really nifty. Um, I uh, in beta, I will never go down the road of uh, installing beta on Apple Watch because it, because you, once you go to beta, you don't go back. So I'm just warning people that uh, this is something to look forward to here. Um, so. Mm-hmm. All the apps look great to look full screen. I really like it. Um, they they did enhance the control center because I always, you know, right now when you have to go to control center, you always have to tap the the, the second button and um, uh, uh, or you have to swipe up on the, on the Apple Watch to get to the control center. Now you can actually t- tap the side button and then get to it a lot quicker. I think that that was a nice improvement to add there. They didn't also in, in, uh, introduce smart stack, which allows you to st- stack up uh different different widgets using the digital crown which is great and of course the watch faces we know we talked about that um uh, and enhancements with uh um with fitness and mental health which is great um and so i i really think they've done some uh, really good things uh when it comes to uh, the apple watch anything stand out to you guys uh, when they announced a lot of these changes uh definitely the smart stack it's made my watch considerably more usable from just the watch face. Mm-hmm. 
the uh, the new con- control center layout, why uh, I'm having a little bit of trouble reversing muscle memory on that. It makes a lot more sense. Um, it honestly, it's great. Yeah. I hadn't thought about the muscle memory part. I don't think though that'll be a, a big problem for me because basically the only time I use that button is when I'm invoking Apple Pay. Yeah. Oh, and for anybody who is concerned about the change in uh, in multitasking, instead of pressing the lower button, you double press you double press the crown button. So lower button. Well, the side button you're uh, talking about. Yeah, side button. Okay, asking because my lower button is a crown. Oh, because you, you know right, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you, <laughs> the side button, the flat one. <laughs> okay, just yeah. just making sure. Yeah. Um, that's great. Uh, one thing I did also notice that that, that was found is uh, the lockdown mode is being expanded to Apple Watch and Watch OS ten. Uh, which was introduced on iOS 16 and iPad and Mac last year. Um, it's an optional security setting that's designed to protect a very small number of users who may be at risk of highly targeted cyber attacks from company, companies developing uh, state-sponsored spyware, such as journalists, act- activists, and government employees. So you are going to have that uh, added um, security, which I think that's a smart thing. Um the other thing I'm kind of excited about by, by, by working in the enterprise is to see that this is being expanded. I won't go into too much detail with that because that's more of a developer kind of discussion, but there's going to be future support at work uh, where you're going to probably find uh, uh, those working in a company who are you know, using your bring your own device like I do now with my iPhone and my iPad. Um, you're going to be able to uh, u- utilize your Apple Watch for uh, for work as well. So. And not be surprised. I wouldn't surprise to be seeing uh, it, that uh, they're going to maybe even companies will issue up companies issued Apple watches that you know that that works uh, within you know their their work uh, environment. So, so good, good to see that expansion. Anything else you guys have with that that you're, you're looking forward to and that was announced? Just the fact that this looks like an evolution. You know, again, that it just feels like we're 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 getting to a mature product, and not mature yeah. in the sense of end of life, right. but just mature in that it it's kind of figured out what it wants to be for the majority of the users, the way they use the device. Yep. And I I, I really really like that part. I do. I mean, it's come a long way. I mean, it was an innovation when it came out in 2015. It's it slowly has made itself. Uh, better and better after each generation of it. And uh, then of course the ultra came out to really, uh, really explode the enhancements of it. But uh, I agree with you that uh, this is, this is really matured and uh, it's it's, it's going to get better every day. Yeah. The one thing I noticed was spending a little bit less time this year on uh, the iPhone, iPad and Mac. They've seemed to be able to finally divert some of that bandwidth over to the Apple Watch and TV. Yep, I agree. Apple Watch hmm. and TV. You're right because we as we just yeah. discussed. Uh, one other feature I didn't mention is uh, the group FaceTime audio. I think that's a great thing to have. Now you can actually have an audio group call right from the Apple Watch. If, if you've ever had to do that, um, I think that's a 
nice enhancement too. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, we've got a lot to look forward to. Obviously, those of you who don't want to tread down that road uh, to, to beta, don't do it. Uh, this is probably going to be, this will be released in the fall. So you should, uh, you should be okay when it comes to that. So mission young Jedi. Yes. Yes. Just let, let live through vicariously through us and people who do beta test some of these things. Um, yes. So uh, before we wrap up, I want to make sure I mention Max Doc. We're uh, only th- near 30 days left until we're going to be in person at Max Doc, Max Doc 7. Uh, it is here, and uh, the three of four of us on this panel will be speaking during the event as, as speakers, which uh, I'm excited to, to see everybody speak as speakers. Chuck's been doing a great job with uh, the road to Max Doc and uh, talking to a lot of the, the great speakers. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so make sure you come out and, and unfortunately tickets are sold out right now in person. So, but you can't go on a waiting list if you go to maxstockconferenceandexpo.com and check that out. Um, but uh, you also could uh, purchase a virtual ticket, which uh, Mike Potter was kind enough to get that set up. So we're going to be doing a virtual uh, Max stock as well as in person. So, so you'd be able to at least to have that option if you, if you aren't able to get tickets, but uh, come on out. It's uh, July 22nd, 23rd. Um, and, uh, it's at in Woodstock at right outside of Chicago. And, uh, also we had Barry folk on the, the just last episodes to two fifty eight. We've talked to him a couple times. Now he's going to have a Midwest Mac barbecue. You can come out and see the rest of the great crew. That's going to be part of Mac stock. Um, check that out. And he's having that on the, the July 20th, a couple of days before Mac stock. So you can get all that information. Just go to Mac stock conference and expo.com and check it out. Any guys, you guys want anything else before I wrap things up here on that? I'm looking forward to seeing all of you there. Yes. It's going to be really nice to hang out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Second that. Yep. Yep. Hey, Dave, how much are the virtual tickets? I think it's like $99. So maybe we can get you in the virtual audience. Yes. <laughs> so. With that, uh, uh, let's go ahead and wrap things up for this week. Uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Mastodon at intouchwithios. Support the show by buying me a coffee at intouchwithios.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. You can become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash intouchwithios. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you're notified when we are live streaming, which is on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash iOS, where you can watch the live stream. We always, I always leave that up there as well as you can uh, listen to the uh, past shows right on YouTube. There. Uh, go to In Touch with iOS magazine on Flipboard where many of the topics we discussed are flipped into that magazine. The link is in our show notes. You can listen to us uh, and you can subscribe in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Overcasts, and many others. But better yet, just go to our website, InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg, and you can find me on Mastodon at DaveG65 at Mastodon.cloud. Also on Twitter, DaveG65. Chuck Joyner, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. So where can people find you? Hey, David, thank you for having me. It's fun as always. Uh, MacVoices.com is where you can find everything I'm doing. As Dave said, we're doing the Road to Max Talk, talking to all of the speakers that are going to be presenting at Max Talk, giving you an idea of, if, if you don't know them, of their personalities and what they're going to be talking about. Uh, 
We also do Mac Voices Live Tuesday nights with pretty much this whole crew and more um, at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are on YouTube at youtube.com slash TV, And on all of the socials, you can find me as at Chuck Joyner and or at Mac Voices, including recently T2. Yes. So if you're on T2, check it out. I'm on T2 as well. Thanks again, Dave. Thank you. T2 is, uh, I'm on there, Dave D65, so I believe Jeff is as well. Speaking of Jeff, Jeff Diamond, thanks as always for being here. Where can people find you? It's always great to get to be here. Yes, uh, I'm on T2, but not as Dave G65, no. as Jeff. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I led that in, but should have not said that. Thank you for correcting me. No, that's all right. <laughs> I, if, if I had not made the joke, I, I would have been letting everyone down. Right. Um, you can, you're catching the pedantic pug from Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> oh... Yeah, crap. Uh, <laughs> and anyhow, um, Dave, it really is always a treat to get to hang out. Um, all right. So in addition to T2, where I think I've posted something, um, um, I'm Jay Gamut basically everywhere else. I'm doing my posting right now on Mastodon and Instagram uh, for shows. Chuck for whatever reason, <laughs> keeps letting me on Mac Voices Live on Tuesdays. And then, Dave, you keep letting me back here on Thursdays. Uh, also on Thursdays, I do the, the big show on the British Tech Network. And then I'm back there again on Fridays for the Mac show. And uh, uh, speaking of Brian Chaffin and Pedantic, I do Context Machine with Brian as well. And then other shows along the way. Thanks, Jeff. Last but certainly not least, Ben Rathick, thanks for being here as well. And uh, where can people find you? Great. Well, Dave, you can find me at Ben Rathig on social media, including this Terminator 2 one. <laughs> uh, you, can find, <laughs> you can find me uh, at uh, Rathig.tech, where I have a brand new article on choosing between the Mac Studio and the Mac Pro. And lastly, you can find me everywhere Jeff just said, except for that uh, context machine. <laughs> got that? Got that down? Uh, I, I, got that down pat? <laughs> yes, I was. I was about to say content machine. Well, thank you so much, Ben. Appreciate it, and thank you for listening. We really enjoyed doing the show. I'm so. I hope you enjoyed listening to it, and. Uh, Until next time, we'll talk again soon.